please welcome back the filmmakers. Um, so this is a film that really lets you get so up close and personal, you know, from day to day with, with uh, these uh, youngsters. Um, and, and I'm sure thinking about the movie as you set out to make it, you know, you really were planning carefully how you were going to put together these days and, and, and you know, show these children in, you know, all their personalities and everything. Um, and when we were talking before, you were saying that you were thinking about the editing structure even before you started to shoot the film itself. Um, so I, I wonder if you could all talk a bit about how the editorial structure went into your thinking of the movie. Who wants to start? Um, in the beginning of every film, we have a lot of discussions, I mean, Peter and I, about the content and the form of the film. And in this long discussions, we discovered the idea that the camera should be the eye of Miss Keat, in fact. And uh, she always sings for the children. She adapts to the singing of the children and she always moves downstairs to them. So we decided that we would use two tripods, that we would shoot everything from a visual tripod because the first thing uh, Keith wants to offer to the children is uh, security, that they feel sa safe. And uh, we had one tripod that was low in sitting uh, high, heat, high, height, yeah. height uh, of the children and standing height of the uh, yeah, children. Eye level. Yeah, eye on yeah. eye level. So the camera uh, focuses uh, on the children all the time and always tries to be in uh, eye level. That was the very first beginning. And in fact, uh, you decide with such a decision in a certain point how you do the editing of a film. Well, did you want to pick up with that? It, it dictates the, the, the rhythm of the shots. It's, it's very different to shoot uh, handheld or to shoot from a tripod. The way you look and also the way you move the camera and that has a very big influence on how, how the pace of the film will develop and how you can edit the film, which, you know, well, I'm sure Mario can elaborate on that. Kind yeah, of it, it, it dictates the, the grammar of the movie, I, I should say. The, the whole form and the design or the, the stylizing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. <coughs> the, the stylizing, yeah. is, that a, is that a word? Yeah, this, the, yeah, sure, this, this style. And, and how does it do that? How does, uh, how does the uh, framing and, and the height of the shot, how does that affect when you're editing the material? Well, um, you just hold the mic again. I think the camera leads and the editor, the, 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 the sheet, uh, the cuts, cuts. cuts, they follow very much the, the mise-en-scene. So I'm very, I'm, I'm a servant. The main editing is done by 
Petra in advance when she's uh, booking the shots and analyze what is what is the total footage per per day per day eh? per scene per shot. Mm -hmm. You are annotating anything what's happening in front of the camera, and that's the main part of the of the to judge what you will use or not. And that this is a tremendous lot of work you did yeah. for for months. Yeah. I mean, how many how many hours total are we talking about? Well, you you calculated it, didn't him? You you said oh uh, yeah, hundred and thirty hours. Yeah, it was something it was like that. Rather much. It was fifty three. Uh, shooting days and, and an average amount of footage, uh, two and a half hour each day. So this is 16 days of looking pure to the uncut footage, which is very much. Yeah, it's, it's about 150 days analyzing and uh, annotating. Yeah. Because yeah. for before every, the every first shooting day... Before the first cut. Yeah, you need yeah. about three days to annotate and analyze and see what's there. And as you see in the film, there are only very small things that, that are very beautiful, but very important for the film as well. For example, when the Leander and Branche are sitting together and waiting for the sack of Saint no, of Peter, yeah. what's in the sack of Pete, and uh, it's you only look at their face, their faces, and it's so wonderful what happens to them, because it tells such a joy. But that means when you look at the material, you have to do this extremely careful, and you have to do it not only once but twice in order to decide whether it is necessary for the film or not. And you ha also have to decide what it might mean for the film. So it's not enough to see only material and um, to decide whether it is nice or not, but you have to analyze uh, what it could mean in the story as a whole. And when it you don't have a meaning for it, it's not worthful no. for the film as a whole. Yeah. We had one guideline. You, uh, we narrated the, the characters in advance. Uh, before the shooting, she, Peter and, and Petra, are carefully uh, selecting the persons, and then we uh, make an outline of what they are, what is the rep representation of each character in the movie. So it's like a, uh, it's more like drama, like like a, a, a scenario what you uh, design in advance and then you decide which kind of scenes are shootable for that, that specific character and then you decide to use it and then the whole editing starts. Right, so it's almost like casting. Yeah, it's, cast yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly the same yeah. as, as yeah, fiction. A very big part of the editing process is not editing, but it's selecting and judging the scenes and yeah. trying to find out where do they stand for what, what, what do they stand yeah. for yeah. how are we going to use these scenes and in which uh, how, do, how do you say it in which order as well so we, we, we spent lots of time in the editing room uh, 
just not looking. doing or looking or, yeah. or discussing or yeah. trying to judging and judging and not doing any any editing it's yeah. uh, and just and well s we select we make bunches of sequences this is in definitely and this is out definitely and this is maybe in and and, and broadly speaking the movie is is uh, oriented around uh, just you know a handful of children mainly you kind of stick with a few um, how how and why did you select the, the children that you did to kind of spotlight? You give sort mm -hmm. of each in turn gets the spotlight. Well, sh you show everyone, but you know you also. Yeah. It, 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 at first, it was pretty difficult because then on the first day, there's a whole bunch of children coming into the classroom and you don't know them yet, so you have to really find out to meet them in a way. <laughs> who's who? You have to meet them and get acquainted and you know find out. Well, what kind of characters they are, and uh, and I think what we did mostly is to uh, is see who int connects with who, so who have the, the the most interesting interactions, or who is going to uh, yeah try to communicate with one of the other uh, children, and that helped a lot. For instance, at first to see that Haya, the first girl, and Branchi, the, the boy from Macedonia, they they had a kind of click, although they couldn't understand each other. So that that it's was interesting. It's very see. sweet. They had a real bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of nothing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what was also very helpful for us was that uh, after this initial period, that uh, there were after. Every now and then, uh, a new child or a couple of children would enter the class because that was what happens in this class all year. They don't come in one time; they come any time. And uh, so, after about two months of uh, filming, Leana came, and that was also a very interesting moment. And we immediate, immediately saw that there was going to be. There was some thing going on between Leanna and Haya, and some months later, then came George and his his brother. Just at the moment that we thought uh, we are longing for a new boy, and we would prefer a boy with a brother, because they are each other's mirror, and that happened. So we were very lucky. You, as a filmmaker, you have to have luck. Yeah, and you 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 look for a balance between boys and girls. So this was heaven sent. It was heaven sent. It was not not our. It was just luck. It's not had nothing to do with us. So you were you were very you were very focused on the relationships that developed uh, with e for each of these uh, characters I and mean, people their characters also. Yeah. And what's interesting is that as people they're also kind of developing their personalities. So we get to see as you show them on screen, and we also get to see them kind of find who they are. And, and that's why that mirror sequence is so beautiful, you know, toward the end, you know, where they, they kind of had to look at themselves. Was that something you always wanted to build towards, that, that mirror where each person, each child gets to kind of... It was very clear in, in the middle of the process that that specific scene was a, a master scene, and it had to be in the middle or at the end somewhere. But you don't know the total the composition yet at that moment. But you feel the power of, of that scene immediately. 
Mm. Um, I mean, uh, another interesting uh, aspect of, of the editing in the film is the way you deal with time. Um, that the time in the film, it's as if we are in kind of one continuous school day in a way. Uh, so you don't choose to divide it with like title cards or something to mm. say this is now this. Now. So what, what went to that decision of, of the time in the movie? That was a struggle. It was a struggle. Because yeah, it's very yeah, skillful yeah, to make yeah. it feel so smooth like that. We had landscapes, uh, the seasons. We had winter, summer, everything was there. The church in several light and several places around in the in the landscape, and we put them in. And the, after a couple of weeks of editing, you felt it stops uh, immediately. It stops the narrative, the story. It's not the viewpoint of the children. It's just to point out, oh, it's winter. But you see it immediately in one second, and then the shot takes fifteen seconds or whatever and then it tells nothing except it's winter but so we skipped it all because it it stopped it stopped the movie yeah. and and i mean it's more like you're in the emotional time if i can say that it's know? also it's also not the viewpoint of the children right. in the landscape yeah. so no. it, it was a it was an alien idea mm -hmm. but, but it took took it took very long for to you find to that to out. To yeah. and, and to film Days of filming outside in the rain and <laughs> just for nothing. In the summer, always oh, all these insects would bite you, and <laughs> yeah. and you had to stand it because you wanted to film the full moon. Wow! But it, and that's once not we went to Harpat in order to film the moon, oh, yeah. because the children, the first word. The child, uh, children learn is moon, so we decided we would have in every time of the year a full moon. But gosh, you came there to Harpert and there was no full moon because there was were so many clouds and so on. So we went back and we came again and oh gosh, and then you throw it away. <laughs> And 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 you know, um, it's it's also very skillful. I was just saying how you how you make it feel so smooth, though, because obviously several weeks are passing, but it feels very continuous. And how do you achieve that? Mm, trial and error. It is just uh, first things first. You have to collect the master scenes of one person. Then you count how many screen time that is, and then you are starting to make the mosaic, the, the, the compositing, uh, exposition, development, and then you see, oh, this is one and a half hour for one character. Shit, this is a little bit too much. Uh, and then, then you, uh, you condense, uh, condensate, you, you diminish, you diminish the amount of scenes by counting out this one tells the story and that, that scene less, so we skip this. And then you find a kind of rhythm in <coughs> the way Peter films, but overall the, the mise en scène, or the, the, the how the children behave in front of the camera, dictates also the editing. So I tried in the beginning to to, uh, to make it a smooth, fast movie, and this was disgusting because you felt, by every intercutting, you felt very heavily 
the decision decision of the maker to to cut out pieces which were boring. So this this that did, didn't work. So we had to find out where the camera follows the children, and then you decide this is the end or beginning of a scene, and then so on, so further on. You you find out following very much the movement of the children and the camera what the the the, the yeah the flow of the film will be. But it's trial and you 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 just try. I mean, if you if watching it, it felt very much oriented around reactions, the children's yeah. reactions. But this is what you find out during the process. Yeah. So you f you uh, it it will it condense. How much of it? What states tensor? You you. Um, it gets more and more intense. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel. And we had also the the. the uh, you couldn't much um, change the time schedule. You couldn't. It is chronological uh, build yeah. because the children grow in. You see the difference in in their phase of growing, and so you cannot uh, mess around with time so much. So this was a leading uh, principle that we can follow more or less the day of the of the footage of the shooting. In advance, we have decided to focus on the children as well, and we almost didn't shoot Keat at all. That means this sort of decisions we made in advance as well, and you <coughs> in case you would need the shots, we wouldn't have them. Yeah. But uh, I love films uh, that show this decisive uh, yeah, with form. A with a strict idea of how yeah, you yeah. design a movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you would ask for, uh, would you have an extra shot of Keat? The answer is no. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of doing editing while shooting in a way, as, as yeah. early, it's yeah. an early stage. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had a moment when we got together with, with Mario when we were still shooting, that was around December, January. The first period of editing. The yeah. first period of editing, and there also we made some very big decisions for the rest of the shoot and also for the way we would edit the film. There were also were, were interviews with the parents and uh, I suggested to leave them out. So w why did you decide that? Because it's not the, the point of view of the children anymore. <coughs> so it's, it's beside, it's a sideline in, in fact. Um, another challenge obviously is language. So how do you deal with that when you have subjects that are speaking so many languages? You know, I, that you know that, that can be difficult during shooting mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. later on during editing as well. How do, how do you deal with that? I must say I love it. I I loved very much that we often couldn't understand the children, and that we were forced to in give interpretations to what the children said and. We never knew it exactly, but we knew quite exactly that something interesting happened when you looked at the children. For example, with George, he is talking to himself very often, and we knew it had to be very funny, even when we also we couldn't understand it. And that's a very good training for yourself as a filmmaker. I loved that a lot. And later on, we discovered, or we knew it during a very sh 
shortly after being in the class of Keith, that she also felt simply what the children said about her, or she could react very, also she doesn't speak uh, Arab, she could react so exactly on what the children were saying, so she felt it as, as well. There's a nice example that you, you can see in the film that George has a bit of an eye on Noor, the girl sitting beside him, and well, she couldn't really care much about him. And um, so we, we could see that he was, you know, making jokes and, yeah, trying to flirt with her. And, uh, and although we wouldn't understand the word, you have a feeling that there's something going on between them. So you you start with we we normally wouldn't do so much, but then you would start panning from one person to the other to see the reaction and going back to George. And that yeah. But it was kind of a of a hunch on your you do that on your, your instinct. But but soon as we start editing there's translation. There's a translator who in, in globally tells you what is said in each scene and later on you you precise that translation yeah but in fact we decide uh, the editing as well peter and i during the shooting already uh, i propose him for example during the shooting when i uh, move uh, touch his left sh shoulder he knows that i propose to to move the camera to the left side to noor and uh, when I touch this shoulder, he knows he has to go back. He, f he will not always do what I uh, <laughs> say him, and uh, that's an agreement between us. He, he's the second partner, and we, we are discussing all the time in such one way how to shoot this scene. Uh, but then Mario has a shot of Noor as well, because Peter uh, moves with the camera to the left side. And then is the next decision, and that is an editing decision as well, when to move back to George. And that's my proposal to Peter as well. But it's a discussion between us all the time. So we don't talk with each other, or almost don't talk. But discussing it with uh, gestures all the time. And all this, these decisions during the shooting are a decision for the editing process. Right, and I, I try to um, give more emphasis on the relation between Noor and George mm. by intercutting, yeah. which is very rare in the film. Yeah. You, you never see it, except between Noor and uh, George. Um, I, I know this is sort of film where people have a lot of questions, <laughs> you know, because of all the, all the, you get really engaged. So I, I want to just invite the audience if there are any questions from the audience. Uh, yes, here on the end, please. Yep. I'm just going to repeat so everyone can hear. Yesterday. Did, okay. Did, the question was whether the children saw the movie. and Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. We had a, w a wonderful premiere yesterday, packed house, and all the children were there. What did they think of it? They had a tremendous laugh. As they were sitting in the front rows with like 20 children, and when they saw the scenes that 
what a funny day with you know, roar like <laughs> one group you know and that was really, really all the Arab speaking uh, kids were laughing at the dialogues yeah. Yeah. yeah and they started with laughing and then the, the the other parts of the public would laugh so you first of all heard the children and that was because so they could sweet. understand the dialogue and then yeah. the public reads the subtitles and then the laugh came from the yeah. it was very funny yeah. Yeah. And, and they were very proud yeah. because after the showing the film they came to the stage and uh, we had a small talk with them and yeah they got a standing ovation from the public. Uh, I hope they will never forget it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, you have another question? Uh, in the end there? A person, a human being, that was the device, yeah. It's um, one of the best Dutch sound men available, Gert-Jan Miedema. And uh, he's, a, he's a total wonder in how to point the, the mic, the best, the best moment and the best position. And, yeah. So, so was by pointing mics, did you fix mics on any of the children? No, no, only no, heat. no, no only heat. Yeah, and uh, I, I avoided to look at him because he was suffering all the time because of the noise in the class, and the sound man hates it. But uh, he did a wonderful job, and we, we love him uh, as a human being, but also as a camera, uh, sound man. He had had because he is so talented. He was, he was totally. Uh, devastated at, at each yeah. after each shoot. Yeah, after, yeah. After, day, after each day. Because his headphone was all the, the sound was coming in 24 hours or what? <laughs> no, especially because we sh we shot everything sti in stereo, and that makes it even worse for a sound man because he hears the two mics at the same time, and that is is uh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But he did a, a marvelous job. But I think he grew five years older. <laughs> I, and the sound is also important in the editing because it's part of what makes it feel smooth is that you don't have a jarring change from mm -hmm. one cut to yeah. the next. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Well, we did not. No, we didn't much change the dialogue. It's, it's more or less. It's more filtering, equalizing, and. Yeah. I cut out some uh, disturbing noises. Mm -hmm. and you did a lot of cleaning up. Yeah, like, that is fine. You know, that yeah. Because there's so much go going on in this classroom, all kinds of things like chairs falling or kids throwing stuff or anything. <coughs> or funny shouting somewhere yeah. far away that would disturb the concentration you could have on the scene. So... Yeah, we cut it away and we put atmosphere in it. Yeah. 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 And that's a good way of also getting inside their heads and yeah. getting inside their yeah. personal But as soon as Keith disappears from screen, if she's off screen, then you put you you cut off the the, the zender with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then you uh, 
but but then there's a, a gap and you have to fill it in with foley uh, or, or atmosphere or but in a way, just to get back to the editing, but I think what we did is, is in the process that we learned more and more that we would concentrate on developing the characters and their their conflicts, because of course film is conflict. And um, or love, or love is also possible. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a love interest as well, of course, and. Um, so we were, we were looking for ways that that the characters would develop and that we, we could actually show that the whole film tells its own story via the, the children and the way their, their characters interact with each other. So it's a bit the, the way it's being narrated and the way it's being edited is a kind of a fiction movie. It's a, a character-driven uh, fiction film. And the very funny thing is that Keith agreed that we would make the film together, but she demanded that uh, we would put the focus on the children and not on her. And we totally agreed. We promised, but we also told her, Keith, you will be very rarely in the film because of the decisions we made before. But it will still become a portrait of you. And it happened. You see her almost, yeah, very rarely. And still you learn to know her quite good. Because you can read her through the faces, through the action of actions of the children. And uh, I loved it afterwards when I... When we saw the film, I thought we we have achieved what we wanted. No, I mean you. You also definitely feel like you're learning her lessons as well. And one of her lessons is to look at people's faces to see how they feel. You know, so when we're watching, we're kind of doing what she's, you know, trying to encourage as well. So just. Um, I think we have time for one more question. I have it here in the front. is that we, we were there in the classroom from the first day of school. And um, er, early in the morning, at the beginning of the lessons, yeah, like the camera was already in, in the classroom, and then the, kin the children entered, so they were already there each day, yeah. weeks. So they were totally used to the camera. We even think sometimes that the children thought it's normal in the Netherlands <laughs> that a film crew <laughs> is in a class. <laughs> but what also helped greatly is that they were so busy, their heads were so full of all the things that they had to learn. They were in a new school, in a new country, with a new teacher, and adapting to a new language and a new culture and all the things that happened around them that they had to learn, like sit class and stuff like that. 
So they didn't really have much energy left to do funny things in front of the camera. And as soon as they were comfortable and feeling relaxed and feeling at home, then sometimes they would start to play act in front of the camera. And then we would just decide, okay, we'll go elsewhere with the camera and wait for a few hours or a few days and then it would be okay. But George, for example, didn't mind at all. He looked sometimes in, into the camera even, but you could see that he didn't see the camera, that he was so busy with himself. He was aware of the camera and he was not interested in it at the same time, which is quite wonderful for for the film. Yeah, he has a lot on his mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But he's a wonderful boy and so intelligent and poetic at the same time. And full of humor. And very sly as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, like, if you look at characters, he's a fantastic gift to the film. That you get a character like that into your film. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's, you want to add something? Yeah, I wonder why didn't you choose to film with two cameras? It would be much easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wanted to have something to do for you. Okay, I need so to make it a channel. Yeah. Not to make your money so easy. Okay. <laughs> but you could more have intercuttings with two cameras. Huh? Yeah, but we don't like intercuttings. No, I know. All right, I'm afraid that's all the time we have, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.